0: Good afternoon, Mizzou fans. Welcome in to the first of a bunch of shows this week. We are going to check in live with Gerard Hamilton from AT&T Stadium shortly. He's finishing up interviews with Missouri after practice today in preparation for Friday's Cotton Bowl against Ohio State. We're going to be live with you every day this week. Times are going to move around to fit your Gerard's schedule, but our friends at Yingling have partnered up with us for all of our coverage from Dallas leading up to the game. Yingling has been with us all football season long, will be with us all basketball season long, has, uh, has been a great partner and uh, even doing some things with us Thursday night down in Dallas. Before the game, if you're a subscriber, you know about that. You can get exclusive access to our pregame activities with uh, our friends from Yingling. And we want to make sure that you follow them on all of the appropriate social media channels, X and Instagram most, specifically at Yingling Beer. That is Y-U-E-N-G-L-I-N-G. I think you all know how to spell beer. So uh, check them out on social media, give them a follow, give them a like, thank them for everything they've done to help us out during this football season and to also help us make this coverage from Dallas over the next four days possible. Again, Gerard Hamilton is in Dallas. He landed about 7.30 this morning. He has been following uh, Ohio State practice, Missouri practice, all of that. Uh, throughout the day, interviewed Ohio State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles, some of the Buckeyes uh, defenders, talked to Missouri defensive or offensive coordinator uh, Kirby Moore, as well as some Mizzou offensive players. So Gerard going to have all kinds of stuff about or from that on the site for you guys. He is going to jump on this show momentarily and join me and talk a little bit about what he learned wanted to start this a little soon sooner before Gerard gets here because as Connor said Missouri has a new defensive tackle in the mix Chris McClellan defensive tackle transfer from the University of Florida literally about five minutes ago committed to Mizzou uh he is the seventh portal commitment for Missouri we're expecting three to five more of those over the course of the next few weeks but McClellan is going to come in at defensive tackle as Connor says along with Christian Williams Christian Williams has not yet announced his intention to return to Missouri but we have been expecting that for weeks he did not go through senior day we have reported sources have told us Christian is going to come back next year so just waiting on an official announcement there Uh, But McClellan and Christian Christian Williams would be a nice combo in the middle because Missouri is losing three of its other top four defensive tackles to graduation, exhaustion of eligibility, all of that. And now in what we call the green room, I see our friend Gerard Hamilton, who has already had himself a day, was at the uh, Columbia Airport, I don't know, 4.30, about 12 hours ago, probably.
1: Gabe, actually. See, I can tell Gabe this now because I'm here, but – it was a much scarier morning than that. Um, my alarm, it was on vibrate and it was on the floor. So I woke up pretty late, just made it. Uh, Gave almost passed out. I was, running, I was running so dang fast in this cold, almost passed out, but I made it good. I just finished interviews with uh, Kirby, Luther, Brady. I didn't get to talk to Cody. Um, and I didn't see Javon there. It seemed like they kind of wrapped it up a little quickly. Um, yes. But, I mean, yeah, what were, what were you talking about before? I see Chris Mc, uh, McClellan just um, just committed not too long ago.
0: Yeah, about five minutes ago, Chris McClellan committed to Missouri's seventh portal <laughs> commitment. So the, uh, the news that we expected yesterday comes uh, December 26th, and Missouri has another defensive tackle on board for next year. So uh, everything continues to come up. Eli Drinkwitz this week.
1: man uh, he's he's had a great he's had a great couple of months to be honest just tons of tons of winning tons of commits coming in um he had a good you know signing day it just seems like everything is is moving all uh moving along for them sec speech, yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely hey, it's it's a good thing the young guy had to catch that flight because this guy would not have caught that flight uh this guy would have had to had rebook or something but um oh, so man. all right man uh, see here's what you're finding out though like the bowl games the ncaa tournament this is the like this is the fun part but this is also actually the time where you go and then it's just 15 hour days every day this week because there's so much more access to people than we get during a regular week which is Like it's great for us, don't get me wrong, but it is, uh, it's the busiest week of the year, no question.
1: Yeah, but I was actually, uh, I was talking to somebody just not too long ago, and I said, you know, I never complain about this job. Like I'm casually walking on, AT&T Stadium, you know, just on the field or whatever, and I'm supposed to be here. (laughs) No one's gonna stop me, so I'm not tripping about the long days or whatever. It is what it is. Um. I would say this, Ohio State availability, pretty, pretty good. Um we, we was, they was going for about a minute. Sorry, it was all right, which was just a little bit more time. We just need a little bit more time, but um, we got to talk to Kirby. You know, we, this is probably the third time I've talked to him this year. So um, that, that was, that was good. That was, that was my highlight, but they seem locked in, you know, they know what the, what the task at hand is, especially because Ohio State bringing back all their defensive players, doesn't seem like they're going to have any opt outs on that end. So um, Ohio State did a good job of kind of saying like, we are definitely not taking them lightly. um, And it's not all about opt outs or whatever, like they're serious. And Missouri is like, oh, we're happy. We're glad it's full strength because now people can't say, oh, you won because of whatever, whatever the case may be.
0: Yeah. Uh Steph, appreciate the super chat. The Gerard, that's for the Starbucks fund on the way back to the uh on the way back to the Marriott. Uh gets you through to write that story tonight. So um let's let's go ahead though and uh and start with that. You talked to Kirby more. So I, anything you know, like you said, we, we've only talked to him two or three times. So just kind of what was the uh what what was the the talk with Kirby and, and kind of what did you guys hit on there?
1: Um I will say the Missouri contingent of reporters is not the same as the Ohio State contingent of reporters. Ohio <laughs> so State Media
0: it, it is a horde, man. They have so oh, many people.
1: I wasn't even thinking about it. and and Cam's not even here yet. Like I yeah. see Cam. Is he also so um yeah, when it came to Kirby, we talked about his contract extension. I asked him, you know, what went into that. Um I, a lot, I, I told yes, him you are. Um, I told him um, um Sorry, I couldn't find a too yeah, quiet right. of a space, but um, I asked him about drink saying last week that you know, and it's almost two decades of coaching, this is the most fun he's had, and that's in part two. The coordinators and the coaching staff he's brought in here, and that was part of the conversation as to why Kirby stayed. I mean, they're having fun here, um, they're making things happen. Uh, he said something like you know, players and everybody buying in, so he seems happy about it. Um, that was. Probably half of it um, was about that. And then the other part is just kind of looking towards the future. I asked him, you know, bowl practice. I know it's about the cotton bowl, but in a way it's kind of like spring ball practice. That's what Jim Knowles, uh, Ohio State, D.C. said. It's like it's kind of like that you're seeing what guys for next year get an opportunity. Um, I asked him to name specifics. He named he, – he specifically said Jamal Roberts. I was hoping he'd give me a little bit more, but, you know, coaches. <laughs> just uh, like Well, the, I, I was going to
0: say he either named absolutely nobody or named literally every guy on the roster. There's no I mean, in-between.
1: I mean, it was like he named Jamal Roberts, and he said the wide receiver group, um, you know, that's got Joshua Manning and, and some other guys. Um, but it wasn't very – it wasn't a, a lot. A lot of it had to do with his contract extension and stuff like that and, you know, why he wanted to come back for another year.
0: Uh, i want to encourage you guys like comment subscribe uh if you got any questions anything like that uh, about day one down in dallas uh, feel free we'll, we'll get to those as the show goes on uh people are asking about the bad signal again we, we had this at the top of the show literally about a minute before i started this show chris mcclellan uh defensive tackle from from florida committed uh transfer portal seventh missouri transfer so we've got a story up on that on the site um you know uh so appreciate uh appreciate you guys checking that out but but want to focus on what's going on in Dallas. so so first thoughts man jerry world uh i was there in 2013 what do you think uh
1: the it's off the chain i just when you think about a football stadium you just think about the stadium you don't think about the other stuff that makes up the stadium there's a million rooms um obviously the huge tv board and stuff is what everybody sees but Like it just it's so it would be very easy to get lost in this place. But I don't know. You just kind of find yourself or at least I do find myself like marveling at, you know, all the pictures and stuff they've got of, quote unquote, America's team. It's it's a cool it's a cool place to be. I don't know. I'm just I'm happy to be (laughs) happy to be here.
0: It is a cool stadium and uh the, the press box is up in the corner. It's a it's kind of a cool vantage point to to watch a game from. Um it's kind of like uh how we're situated at uh at Florida, kind of over corner of the stadium. Mm-hmm. It's an open air deal. It's a, it's a pretty good place to watch a game. So um Ohio State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles talked today. A few of their standouts, I know Jack Sawyer uh talked a defensive tackle who I just called JTT because I can't pronounce his name talked. Uh any any big takeaways from, from what Ohio State said, other than the fact that at least on that side of the football, we expect everybody to play?
1: Mm, a lot of it – I'm not going to say a lot of it, but they said something about, you know, Cook, Schrader, and Burden. I asked uh, about when there's a receiver – when, there, when there's a superstar receiver and superstar running back, how does that complicate things for a defensive coordinator? Because there's only so much, you know, help you can put on one player – and you can't do that every play. You will obviously leave yourself exposed. Um, Coach Knowles gave kind of a good answer there. Like you kind of got to pick your poison on each play and be careful when you decide to, you know, go for that haymaker or, you know, be aggressive in such and such situation, whether that's doubling the receiver or, you know, maybe you're putting extra people in the box for Schrader or whatever the case may be, um, things like that. Luther's yards after catchability is, that was a hot topic. It felt like everybody had an answer or kind of like a comment about, how they've got to stop him. And that's not just the, the secondary, but Steele Chambers said something like there's going to be 11 men on the field. It's going to take 11 guys to stop them. Uh, Jack Sawyer said, you know, as a defensive lineman, how that affects them is they've got to be ready for those bubble screens, those things like that, because he breaks one tackle. If they don't tackle him, you know, he has a better chance to go against the linebackers and the secondary players because, you know, He's got speed, but he's also elusive and or can run through people. So he's like, they've got to be pay attention on top of that. And he didn't say this, but I kind of gathered. Um, if if Luther's getting the ball quick, that affects their pass rush because they got to be there just that that much more quick if it's bubble screens and things like that. Um, so there it was a big thing on Luther as far as Schrader. Uh, Knowles was talking about how, you know, downhill runner, he's a great runner. Uh, again, they've got to capitalize and make sure they're hitting their gaps. And when they hit their gaps, they've got to hit him because they don't hit him, his low center of gravity. He can bounce off of anybody. And I think he said at some point kind of like his speed is It's one of those things where on tape maybe it's not like it's not blazing, but that game speed is something different. So they've got to be aware of that. They know he can break one at, at any time. And, yeah, it's just about being disciplined and not, you know, overshooting anything when it comes to uh, uh cody
0: so so what do we think about ohio state's defense so i i mean look they've got pros like they've got good players there's no question but here's i, I looked up the stat earlier today the top four scoring defenses in college football this year in michigan ohio state penn state iowa state They all got one thing in common man i'm not saying ohio State. Michigan's got a good offense, but Ohio State has not played an an offense like Missouri's this year. They haven't faced a team that can throw the football the way Missouri can. Right. I'm not saying that that means they're fraudulent. I'm not saying that means Missouri's going to light up the scoreboard. But I think it's pretty fair to say this is the best passing game Ohio State's faced this year, right?
1: Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, Penn
0: State can't throw the ball. Michigan doesn't really throw the ball. Notre Dame can't throw the ball that well.
1: Um. They definitely said, I can't remember who said it, but someone, one of the Ohio State uh, people said that this is definitely the best receiving core they've played all year. I want to say maybe that was Knowles. And someone else said this is just as good of an offensive line they've played all year because I asked something along the lines like they've played two other teams that finished as semifinals for the Joe Moore Award, Mm -hmm. um, which is Notre Dame and Michigan. I was kind of asking everybody, you know, what are some similarities? And differences and they said pretty much they're very big up front but they're still athletic and that's something that it's usually one or the other for a lot of teams and so because Missouri can do that I mean they get to dictate a lot of things that that happen out there whether that's in the run or in the past so um this Missouri is definitely one of the better teams I do think Ohio State's defense is legit um yeah. you don't have all these day one and day two prospects because you're just playing scrubs like I, I get it but they're legit. Now, how much of it has been a real test? That's to be determined because um, you're right. They haven't really played a, a passing attack like this, but um, yeah,
0: how, I don't how know about this. Ohio State's best prep for what they're going to see in Missouri this year is going against their own offense in practice. Now, Ohio State's passing game wasn't ridiculous. I think people think it wasn't good, but I think they only think that because. It just wasn't as good as it's been maybe the last few years, but like Correct. Marvin Harrison, top five pick. Emeka Ibuka, day potential first-round pick. Kate Stover, potential first-round pick. And by the way, Kyle McCord's numbers are very, very similar to Brady Cook's numbers this year. Like Ohio State's best prep for Friday night is what they see in practice every single day.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good point. They've got, you know – they got five-star backup receivers. I, I every time I think about the offense, that's what I can't get over. Like it's coming off the benches. A lot of guys who would have started this entire season for plenty of power five programs. Um, that's, that's the interesting thing. I it's definitely going to be something in the trenches. Can their defensive line, you know, control that? If they can whoever can neutralize the others line is going to win this game and possibly win it you know, nicely, depending on what's going on. it's That's why it's super big that Ohio State has everybody coming back today, especially guys on the defensive line. Like, that's probably the strength of their team.
0: Yeah, and and I kind of want to focus on – I mean, the way this is broken up, you guys got Ohio State's defense, Missouri's offense today, so we'll focus kind of more on that. Tomorrow we'll switch it to Ohio State's offense against Missouri State uh, – against Missouri's defense, a little more Marvin Harris and things like that. But – the key to this game for me, like Cody Schrader is 115 yards away from the single-season rushing record at Missouri. Do you think it's too simplistic to say if Cody gets that record, Missouri wins this game?
1: Yeah, that that that's not winning this game. That's not winning. Uh,
0: no, if he runs for 115 yards, I think if he sets the school record, I think that means he runs for 115 yards, I think Missouri wins the game because I think that opens up the offense enough that, that they get enough done to win the game.
1: It's what they should do, but Ohio State, I'm pretty sure they got a top three pass defense. I mean, and I don't think their run defense is too shabby. I think it helps, definitely, Missouri, but I'm not going to say, oh, he, he goes for 115 or whatever, because he went for over 100 versus Georgia, so that hasn't been in, th- in three years, and they yeah. lost by double digits still, so there's a lot of other things that could come into play, but it definitely helps, and it will you know, expand the offense. I think that's what they need to start early on to do, you know, run it through him and get everybody else involved.
0: Cody this year had eight 100-yard games. Six of those were 115 or higher. He had 114 against LSU, 112 against Georgia. So not the 115, but eight 100-yard games. In those games, Missouri was 6-2. and Uh, You mentioned Ohio State's run defense. I looked up the numbers earlier today. They're 24th in the country. Tennessee was 26th, Kentucky was 27th, Georgia was 29th. So it's right – it is statistically the best run defense Missouri has faced, but, I mean, it's right there. They've faced three others that are in the same range, and what Cody did against those teams was 20 carries for 71 and a touchdown against Kentucky, um, 22 for 112 and a touchdown against Georgia, and then the 35 for 205 and a touchdown against uh, Tennessee. So he averaged – 130 yards a game basically against top 30 run defenses. But you said so you said something I want to talk about more. You said Ohio State's got the number three pass defense in the country.
1: Is it I number swear, three?
0: I just don't what's that?
1: Oh, I was asking, is it number three? Is it or is
0: someone? Uh, no, I let me look it up. Uh let me look uh passing defense Ohio. Oh no, it's actually better. It's number one in the country. They gave oh, up 147 yards a game passing, but like that's where I don't know if I believe that Ohio state's defense is that like, I think Ohio state's got a good defense. I'm not sure. I think they're the best. I think that is a product of their schedule. I mean, they don't get it. They don't hit the quarterback a lot. Their team leader has four sacks. I don't know. I, I think Missouri can throw the ball. on them.
1: I get why you would say that. I'm not saying they can't. Uh, I want to say that. And I, I see Jared's comment. Okay. So I think, Missouri <laughs> lost by it was, 20, it was 21. They lost 30. by
0: nine. Yeah, I'm, sorry.
1: Lost by nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, I get that. Um, and I'm not saying Missouri can't pass on them. I'm just saying it's really hard to play 12, 13 games or whatever it is, and that you can't downplay it as much. Um I don't know. It's it's hard. We're gonna see. They, I think it was Brady who just told me. You know, they're really good at at man defense. Um, they've obviously got you know size, length, and all that good stuff at, at all the positions and all that good things. I think it'll it'll, it'll be determined by pressure. Can they pressure Brady Cook? Uh, I think it was Ty Hamilton who told me that they want to they want to keep Cook in the pocket, and he's shown that he's a better pocket passer this year. But they want to keep him in the pocket and not let him use his legs so much and make plays out of there and things they can't really control. Um, It's to be determined. I'm still – I don't know yet.
0: All right. So, I'm I'm just going to read you off the past defense numbers for Ohio State this year. Mm -hmm. Indiana, 9 of 21, 82 yards. Indiana sucks. Youngstown (coughs) State, 17 of 26, 135. It's Youngstown State. I don't pay attention to that. Western Kentucky, 22 of 39, 204 yards, a touchdown but two picks. That's the most yards anybody threw for against Ohio State this year. 204 yards by Western Kentucky. Notre Dame 17 to 25, 175 yards. I don't know. Name me an Ohio State. Uh, name me a Notre Dame wide receiver. Who's who's a wide receiver on their
1: team? You know,
0: I no, I'm being I, serious. I don't know.
1: I, I don't know. No, I don't get to I watch nobody else. <laughs> right. Maryland, 21
0: to 41, 196, two interceptions, one touchdown. That's fairly impressive because uh to He's his not, little brother, I still I still don't know his first name, but they put up some yardage. So that that's an impressive performance. Right. Purdue fourteen to thirty five for one thirty four. Purdue's not good. Uh, Penn State eighteen to forty two, one hundred ninety one yards. Penn State can't throw the ball at all. Right. Wisconsin eighteen to thirty nine, one hundred sixty four yards. That's the most passes Wisconsin's ever thrown. They don't usually throw thirty nine passes in a year. Rutgers ten of twenty five for one twenty nine. Name any player on Rutgers. Michigan State 13 to 25, 88 yards. Michigan State was most known for putting Hitler on their video board this year. That didn't count. Minnesota 11 of 19 for 89 yards. They're losing to Bowling Green in the quick lane bowl earlier today. That doesn't count. Michigan 17 to 21, 182. Michigan's a good offense, but it's mostly with Blake Corum. Um, You know, their passing game not great. I just, I'm not saying that Missouri's going to go light them up. I think Missouri throws for more yards in this game than anybody has thrown for against Ohio State this year, 205
1: yards. Over under 205
0: yards for Brady.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm just – in my mind, I'm just saying they're not going to – they're not going to just pass all over them like – Oh, yeah, it's most, not, they're not going to
0: hang 50 on them or anything. I, I also think
1: – I can meet you in the, me, in the middle. I do think they'll get over 205 passing yards, but I don't know if it's going to be a – it's not going to be like how they had versus Vanderbilt or some of these other teams, um, just because Ohio State's schedule wasn't you know an SEC schedule, so to speak.
0: I, I just don't think the Big Ten and the forward pass go together, but here the, this is the impressive number for for Ohio State's pass defense: yards per attempt: 3.9, 5.2, 5. 5.2, 5. 7.0, 4.8, 3.8, 4.5, 4.2, 5.2, 3.5, 4.7. Michigan, the only team to average more than seven yards per pass attempt against Ohio State this year. They averaged eight point seven. If you anything over seven is is pretty decent. But I mean Ohio State was holding teams to four and a half yards per passing attempt. Brady Cook averages four and a half yards an attempt, Missouri in trouble in this game.
1: Yeah, do that see. <laughs> that's not gonna that's not gonna do it. They gonna no. They're, so in the same sense. Um, So you're asking for Cody Schrader. He's got to get over a a buck 15, and they're going to have to be able to pass for over 205 yards. That's not impossible, but it's hard for me to imagine Ohio State giving up both of those things in the same game. Like, I can't see them get ran all over and get passed all over. Like, something – don't you think something's going to have to give at some
0: point? I know what you're saying, but I don't think those numbers are getting run all over. Like 205 yards is that's not getting thrown all over. that's just like a competent Division One offense. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. I, I'm not saying. That. I'm just saying more so. I'm generally speaking, not 205 specifically. But Cody's gonna have to get a buck 15, which that's that's gonna be kind of tough. And then Brady Cook and the offense is gonna have to be able to play well and not, you know, have any giveaways. Good thing is Ohio State is one of the bottom 15 in the country in takeaways I think they got 11. So they're not, they're not doing too much in that regard, but like drink said earlier that, you know, earlier in the week or last week, he said something like they don't allow teams to get in the red zone often neither. So sorry, going to have to find a way to put up points.
0: That's kind of what I'm trying to figure out is look, they don't really pressure the passer. They don't really take the ball away, but yet they're, defense is I mean they only allowed 300 yards in four games this year so if they don't if they don't take the ball away and they don't really you know sack the quarterback basically what they're doing is just playing very solid fundamental defense every down so Ohio State one time this year their season high in total offensive yards given up is 361 how many games do you think Missouri had 361 yards or more of total offense this year out of 12? Ten? Ten. They had oh. only 332 against Kentucky when they scored on a fake punt. And did they score a defensive touchdown in that game? I can't remember.
1: Can't remember a defensive um, touchdown, but they got a fumble close to their
0: – Right and and then 316 against Middle Tennessee State which was the game in which I was ready to fire Missouri's new offense into the sun so you know that was that that was that was the bad but my point is basically Ohio State's worst day on defense is about the same as Missouri's worst day on offense so i think it's strength versus strength here
1: yeah uh, yeah that's that was with my uh, preview When did that come on sometime this weekend? It came out. That's the strength versus strength. Um, Somebody I see Stewart. He's got one that could be something. Uh, He says the Buckeyes defense has been able to mail it in most of the year. And which makes me think, you know, for a game like this, is it how much different is it? You know, kind of similar to what you're saying. If they if Missouri's typical game is what they're best at or whatever, I wonder how that works. But also. Do they have anything up their sleeves or something like that, or you know, what new things do they pull out or whatever? That's going to be kind of the, the tricky part about this,
0: right? And what flips every game on offense? Do you hang on to the football? I mean, I just I just watched an NFL team win a game in which it had 150 total yards because other team do not know how how to hang on to the football. So oh. you know uh, that that kind of changes things, but I. Just – I don't know. The more I look at this, I'm, I'm interested to see what Brady Cook and, and Cody Schrader and company can do. I don't think they're going to put up 500 or anything, but I, I think they'll be much better than the average offense Ohio State has played
1: this year. True. And I don't I don't have it to memory whether Ohio State's uh, third down defense ranking is, but I do remember – they held Penn state one to 16 and then they held Michigan yeah. like five or 16 or something on third down. Um, again, not that those are potent offenses, but those are top 15 teams and they could do something, I guess. You can't be a top 15 team on just one side of the ball. So um, I wonder if third down defense, and that's kind of why many teams don't get in the red zone against them because they know how to you know get those stops.
0: Yeah. Ohio State was eighth in the country, 28.9%. So that's like, that goes back to Cody Schrader. He's, Missouri's gotta be in like second and seven, third and oh, yeah, four, not not second third four, and third and
1: seven, third and eleven. Yeah, once you get to those third and sevens, uh that's probably another reason why Ohio State is so good, because once they make you one dimensional, well, all right, now it's my athletes versus yours, and you kind of can my narrow athletes the gap. are pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can kind of narrow things down now if if I just gotta have my guys guard your guys. Um so yeah, we'll we'll see that i'm i'm excited i'm excited for sure
0: yeah like the closer this like tell me if you feel this way i feel like today's the first day i've been like oh yeah hey they're playing the cotton bowl on friday
1: absolutely <laughs> yeah the cotton Bowl has been i don't know it's it's been last for a minute and if you add in christmas and the holidays it's another thing gets yeah. behind to be honest yeah um, it's,
0: it's been wild but we are we are here it is game week once again um Wanna thank our friends at Yingling that are are sponsoring all of Gerard's coverage from Dallas. Every show we're gonna do a show. Today, we're going to go do a show tomorrow, kind of late afternoon, early evening. We're going to do a show a little earlier in the day on Thursday because we want to make sure Gerard gets out and, and enjoys all of the uh, PowerMazoo.com subscribers at our event on Thursday night. We can't tell you where that is on YouTube because you have to subscribe to know about that. And then uh, Friday night, we'll have a post game show, all that sponsored by our friends at Yingling. Follow them on Yingling Beer on X and on Instagram uh gerard I, I know you just kind of finished up talking to mizzou um you're gonna be writing something for the morning any idea at this point kind of kind of what your what the, what your main takeaway what the focus of what you're gonna write tomorrow morning is and if the answer is no i get it man i've been at a, i've been in situations like that where i'm like i don't know
1: i figure it out when i get back to the room um where i feel like i've got two ideas that 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 i'm thinking about i, I maybe need one more day and get blake baker to kind of help one of the stories um but maybe some something short on luther because what i gather from just talking to the ohio state team is just the focus is him like everything else it's it's luther and you would think it's it's cody um, and this was kind of the same thing last year with Dominic Lovey. You think it's Dominic Lovey, Everybody's and every time I get on the SEC teleconference, it's teams talking about Luther, and it's only going to keep happening more and more. Um, so just kind of about basically, I mean, this team was already kind of his team, but next year without Cody, I mean, Heisman campaigns <laughs> it start it starts immediately. So um, he's got everybody's attention, and, and that's going to be the key for them.
0: So let's kind of wrap it like this. Cause I know you're going to have a shuttle to catch and, and I don't want to make you miss that. Um If let's say that Missouri's offensive MVP is not Cody Schrader and is not Luther Burke. Who's a who's guy we're not talking about here who can win this game for Missouri. Does it have it's, to be one of those?
1: It's going to be Brady cook. If yeah. it's, if it's not one of those two Um and to be honest, Unless Luther would have like a crazy day, to me it feels like like ideal rankings is probably gonna be Schrader, Cook, Burden. Schrader-Cook. Yeah, that's probably how it's gonna it's gonna I, end up being. I also want to address real quick because I see the comments going crazy. To be honest, if I was to pick this game today, I I think Missouri's gonna win. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm not the guy who's just like oh you know Missouri's gonna win right. and blah blah. Ohio no, State I, Taylor, I, Yeah, I'm I have to do my homework on the other team. See what they've got cooking, and how naive would it be if I let you guys just think y'all are going to run over a top 10 team just <laughs> because Marvin's not playing? Because remember, the last time there's been a few times y'all thought I was gonna, I should have let y'all just, it's MTSU and and they're gonna destroy me. Remember that? I'm gonna remember that forever. So I'm just doing my homework, y'all. I'm that, that's all uh, it is. Yeah,
0: I, I think I think Brady Cook's legs could be
1: that's why I said he'd probably weapon. be the second, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um completely off the radar. Like not gonna be the MVP, but a guy who I think could sneaky have a game, Brett Norfleet.
1: I was thinking that I don't know particularly how uh great Ohio State's linebackers are are in coverage. Yeah. Um <laughs> I make sure everyone knows it. Okay. I hear you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know how great uh Ohio State's linebackers and coverage are. I'm gonna just kind of look that up a little bit later to see what that's like because if he can find some openings, then I mean, yeah, Brett Norfley could, could have him a day. I don't know if it's two touchdowns in 11 seconds type of day, right? Some stats and oh, Theo Weiss, Theo Weiss, yeah. that's a that Tracy, that's a good <laughs> great, yeah, that's a good one actually. Um Outside threat, he's their he, – what do he call it? 80-20 balls or something like that. Um, and he's their best player in the red zone to outside of Schrader um, when they need to, you know, move the ball and, and throw.
0: And he's a guy that – he's one of those guys that really makes it. So, look, you can't just double or triple team Luther. Like, he's not the you only can. weapon in this passing you game. It's kind of why I said about Northley too. Like, Northley's never going to be double, double covered in this offense. Nope. So – you know, hey, that that kind of opens some things up for a guy. For and, sure, so, another good point by uh, by Snoop. I mean, he goes back home, man. That that can matter sometimes, right? Oh,
1: absolutely. He said he's played in in the stadium a, a few times. Um, it'd be it'd be a day. It'd be a day for him. So that, and also, obviously, there's Mookie Cooper's revenge game. <laughs> And I see somebody said, um, we didn't get to talk to Mookie today, that would have been nice, but it is what it is. Let him do that, uh, yeah. But, but,
0: in all seriousness, I mean, goal number one is to win the game, but goal Mm -hmm. number two for Kirby Moore, man, if
1: he can dial up a Mookie Cooper red zone play, he's got to do it, doesn't he? Uh, he should, he should. I mean, if it's if it's there take it i mean also yes they had a touchdown since 21 i believe 2021 yeah. so I, i'd be you know big to get a touchdown versus his uh, old team
0: yeah all right well gerard i hope you don't have to sprint to the shuttle you've already gotten your transportation nightmare uh, out of the way today i'm glad you did not tell me that this morning I'm glad oh for you sure so you were already there
1: i definitely thought about it but i said uh, i'll just wait to see <laughs> what happens uh, first uh,
0: I'd, I'd have been like, yo, you break out that credit card and get you another flight to Dallas. And no, I, don't I mean was the one that says Power Mizzou. On
1: there. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I, to be honest, I was when I got on the flight and I actually got to sit down, I was already looking at the prices myself because I knew I knew what it was going to be. So, um, don't worry, but uh, I'm glad I have to go that route. Yeah, <sighs> I can yeah. breathe. All right, we're good, man. Appreciate
0: you. Uh, everybody follow follow Gerard's work from down there. I'm back home in Columbia anchoring stuff from here. We're gonna have shows for you every single day. But Gerard is doing the hard work this week, and uh, he will have everything for you guys. Once again, follow our friends at Yingling on uh social media at Yingling Beer YU. E-N-G-L-I-N-G-B-E-E-R. That's on X on Instagram. guys check them out and and just make sure that that they know, hey, you appreciate what they're doing and all the help they've provided us this year. Again, Thursday night in Dallas. um, We've got uh, details posted on our message board, Yingling and uh, Power Mizzou teaming up with a big Mizzou alum, nice business down in North Texas for a Power Mizzou event on Thursday night. Gerard's going to have coverage all night tonight, all day tomorrow. More interviews tomorrow. We'll be back with you sometime around, about the same time tomorrow afternoon when Gerard finishes up interviews at AT AT&T Stadium tomorrow. Appreciate all you guys joining us. Like, subscribe, share it with your friends. I'm going to put this up on a podcast. If you're listening there, leave us a nice review. Just do all the things that let more people know what we're doing. Hey, man. So it's back at it day after Christmas. Going to finish up the season strong here, as I know you guys all hope Missouri does. So thanks for checking in with us. We'll talk to you tomorrow.